Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The White House announces that Joe Biden will commemorate January 6th. As the Congressional Commission focuses on Mark Meadows' text messages, the Biden White House blames meat companies for rising prices, and Omicron panic continues. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I protect my data with a VPN, so should you visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. We will get to all the news momentarily. First, if you're looking for a way to help your budget this holiday season, because let's face it, you have a lot of relatives and you're spending a lot of money on them, well, spend a little less money on you. And that means heading over to Pure Talk because right now you're spending way too much on your cell phone bill. And you could be getting yourself or a loved one a new iPhone. Pure Talk has iPhone 12s starting at just 479 bucks through the end of the year. They have 13s as well. I switched to Pure Talk. I'm getting the same great nationwide 5G coverage as one of the big companies. You can too. The average family saves over $800 a year, which is just smart. Why are you spending money on your cell phone provider when you don't have to? I would not tell you to use a service I'm not happy with. I am happy with Pure Talk USA, and you will be as well. Make the switch with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee. You have nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. And as I said, the iPhone 12 is going for just 479 bucks when you switch over. Head on over to puretalk.com, shop for the plan and phone that's right for you. Then enter promo code Shapiro, save an additional 50% off your first month and save on a new phone. That is puretalk.com, promo code Shapiro. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Alrighty, so... Democrats have basically decided that since they have nothing else, they're going to run on January 6th. This was perfectly obvious from nearly the beginning of the year. January 6th has been their talking point since January 6th. Now, a few notes. January 6th was horrific. It was horrific. Okay, it followed on two months of Donald Trump saying things that were not true about election fraud and that have now been baked into a certain part of the Republican cake. This talk that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, it wasn't. Donald Trump lost the suburbs because Donald Trump refused to run anything remotely like a rational campaign. Instead, he decided that he was going to tweet his way out of the presidency. There was no rationale for it. The fact is that Donald Trump's actual policy was quite good, and maybe he will return on the strength of those policies. He will not return on the strength of the tweeting. Okay, so between November 4th and January 6th, Donald Trump said a lot of things that were overtly untrue about election 2020. I was not shy about this at the time. Then on January 6th, a lot of people who went to a rally in Washington, D.C. that was supposed to be about the quote-unquote stolen election, some of those people, a small percentage of those people, I know the media wants to make it out like it was everybody, it wasn't, a small percentage of those people decided that they were going to try to break into the Capitol building in an attempt to stop the certification of the 2020 presidential election. And the police presence was minimal. There were more officers who were protecting me at Berkeley a few years back than were protecting, you know, the Capitol building during the certification of an election, which is kind of crazy. They broke into the building. Some people were hurt. Only one person was killed, Ashley Babbitt, killed by Capitol Police. And then the building was cleared and the Republicans certified the election. Vice President Mike Pence, Donald Trump's own vice president, certified the election. Senator Mitch McConnell, who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time, certified the election. Okay. Everything that went down at the Capitol building that day was really bad. It created some horrific imagery. It, th these were acts of criminality. If you're talking about walking into the Capitol building and doing violence to police officers, obviously, and people who commit acts of criminality, no matter the political side, should go to jail. 
This became the rallying point for Democrats because it was their response to the fact that they had decided to allow violence to overtake the country throughout all of 2020. It was their response to their own policy failures, not January 6th itself, their reaction to January 6th, because their reaction to January 6th was democracy is in true danger. This was a coup attempt. It was an actual insurrection. Now, here's the thing. In order for it to be a coup or an actual insurrection, you require institutional support. There was no institutional support. Okay, and here's part of the problem for the Democrats. They want to make two simultaneous arguments. Argument number one is that Donald Trump is solely responsible for what happened on January 6th. And argument number two is that the entire Republican and conservative infrastructure is responsible for what happened on January 6th. And the truth is neither of those. Okay, Donald Trump is responsible for his bad commentary and the lies that he told in the run-up to January 6th. He's responsible for that. He is not responsible for people breaking into the Capitol building. He literally said in the middle of his speech that he wanted people to march over and then peacefully protest what was happening at the Capitol building. And you can say people then took that too far. People decided that they were going to, to move into the arena of violence. But I'm very wary on all political sides of trying to pin violence on people who don't actively call for the violence. Donald Trump gets blame for heightening the rhetoric. He gets blame for heightening the temperature. He gets blame for saying things that are not true. That does not mean that he's responsible for the violence that followed at the Capitol building. And again, this is my bipartisan opinion. I felt the same way about Barack Obama when a, when a Dallas Black Lives Matter member movement decided to murder six police officers. Barack Obama's rhetoric on the police had been quite terrible. His rhetoric on race had been quite terrible. He was not responsible for that. Bernie Sanders was not responsible for the congressional baseball shooter. He said some terrible, terrible things about Republicans. He said terrible things about the American healthcare system. He's not responsible for a person misusing those words as a rationale for trying to murder people. As I'm very consistent in this particular standard. So it was not all about Donald Trump. Some of the stuff that Donald Trump said was bad, but this is not the same thing. We have to make these logical distinctions because otherwise we end up in a place where essentially everybody is responsible for everything everybody else does. And there is no expectation that human beings are going to act in a rational, nonviolent way. Okay, so that's problem with the argument number one. Problem number two is that the Democrats have suggested, literally since the day this happened, that the entire Republican Party, the entire conservative infrastructure stood behind January 6th and celebrated it. And it's not true. CNN has been saying for a long time that it was Fox News that created January 6th and cheered January 6th and made excuses for January 6th. Well, there, there's one problem. We now have the text from members of the Fox News coterie, from people like Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, allies of the president of the United States, Donald Trump. We have text from them to Mark Meadows, who's the chief of staff, to Donald Trump. Now, the media have taken this as, again, proving an argument that they really have not made. The argument that they are making, the, the big one, is that the entire conservative infrastructure is complicit in January 6th. Right? That's the big argument. Then there's the smaller argument, which is that members of the media have miscovered January 6th or downplayed January 6th or attempted to suggest that January 6th was a false flag operation. That's a separate critique. And I think there is sometimes some accuracy to that critique, frankly. I think the attempt to turn January 6th and some sort of heroic martyrs play is silly. I think the attempt to turn January, and, and by the way, morally counterproductive, I think the attempt to, to suggest that January 6th was all an FBI setup is untrue or that it was all just Antifa riling people up. I, I don't think that's true. The evidence for that is scanty, if, if present at all. The evidence on the other side that the left immediately took January 6th, swung into action in an attempt to censor everybody, that part's true. But that is not to suggest that January 6th was not an activity predominantly and uh, I believe universally driven by people who thought they were supporting Donald Trump at the time. Okay, but that's a separate critique from the bigger critique and the one that they want to push for 2022. The one they want to push for 2022 is that January 6th is a natural outgrowth of Republican and conservative governance. That is what they are attempting to push. And the problem is the case they are currently making in the January 6th committee 
is precisely the opposite, which is that conservatives, Republicans generally, even the most pro-Trump supporters were not in favor of January 6th and didn't like it. Again, you can make the argument that people are not casting enough stones at Donald Trump for his rhetoric and for his actions during that day and not immediately deploying the, the Capitol Police or the National Guard. That's a separate argument. But the big argument that they need for 2022 is not that because Donald Trump ain't on the ballot in 2022. The argument they need is that the entire Republican Party and conservative infrastructure stands behind the actual activity of January 6th. And they can't prove that case, not from the text messages that have been revealed. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, let's talk about how you protect your own rights. You know how strongly I believe in the Second Amendment? I believe you need the Second Amendment in order to protect your family, protect your rights, protect yourself from government predation, protect yourself from criminality as well. Well, Bravo Company Manufacturing believes the same thing. Started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago, BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American, regardless of whether they're a private citizen or a professional. Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company. They design, engineer, and manufacture life-saving equipment. Every component of a Bravo Company rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin, to uphold Bravo's life-saving standard. The people at BCM feel it is their moral responsibility to provide tools that will not fail the end user when it's not just a paper target, but somebody coming to do them harm. This is one of the reasons I love BCM. The rifle that I have from BCM is my favorite rifle that I own. It is really a spectacular piece of machinery. And again, BCM knows the purpose of the Second Amendment is not hunting or target shooting. It's that you need the gun to work when you need the gun to work. To learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com where you can discover more about their products, special offers, upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. If you need more convincing, find out even more about BCM and the awesome people who make their products at youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Okay, so yesterday... Liz Cheney announced these text messages. Okay, so they got a hold of Mark Meadows' text messages on his cell phone. And those text messages showed a bunch of members of the Republican Congress encouraging Trump to step in and do something, and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram doing the same, which undercuts the entire notion that the Republican Party was complicit in January 6th, or that the conservative commentariat was complicit in the activity of January 6th. Again, that is not to alleviate responsibility for those who promulgated falsehoods about the stolen election narrative of 2020. And again, you can believe that the election was not stolen and still have serious questions about election security, election procedures, the illegality of, for example, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court radically changing election law. You can have, all those things can coexist. But that is not the mainline argument. The mainline argument of Democrats is that Republicans do not deserve to be elected to public office because they are inherently dangerous and their rule will lead to the overthrow of democracy. Well, what do you make then of the fact that every major conservative was not only condemning January 6th in real time, but trying to urge the president to step in and do something about it at the time, which doesn't suggest complicity in January 6th, does it? Indeed, according to the records, multiple Fox News hosts knew the president needed to act immediately. They texted Mr. Meadows, and he has turned over those texts. Quote, Mark, the president needs to tell people in the Capitol to go home. This is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy, Laura Ingram wrote. Please get him on TV, destroying everything you have accomplished, Brian Kilmeade texted. Quote, can he make a statement, ask people to leave the Capitol, Sean Hannity urged. As the violence continued, one of the president's sons texted Mr. Meadows, Quote, he's got to condemn this ASAP. 
Okay, so that is Representative Liz Cheney, who is one of the sole Republicans on this committee. And she voted for Trump's impeachment over, over this. You know, here's the thing. You can tell that the media understand that th- what happened yesterday did not prove their case. It actually undercut their broad-scale case. It has disappeared. It was leading the news as of yesterday morning. It is no longer leading the news at the New York Times. Instead, they've got some generic piece about Republicans embracing particular bills. Okay, meanwhile, over at the Washington Post, they're covering Omicron and holding Mark Meadows in contempt, but they're really not paying too much attention to exactly what the underlying narrative is. They've lost the thread a little bit. And and the reason they've lost the thread is, again, because the thread was not true. The thread that the entire conservative movement was complicit in January 6th, therefore is to be held blameworthy, and therefore 2022 will be a referendum on that. That is is not going to hold, not for 2022. People can see right through that. But this administration is banking on this narrative. They're banking on the narrative that Republicans are too dangerous to hold power because they stood by on January 6th or didn't care about January 6th, and January 6th is, is the be-all, end-all. This is what, there's only one reason why Joe Biden plans to commemorate January 6th. And January 6th did far less damage in terms of, of capital, in terms of human life, than the widespread riots of, of, of June 2020. And those riots took dozens of lives. Those riots resulted in billions and billions of dollars in damage, $5 billion in insurable damage, far more in non-insurable damage. And, and, and if you're talking about cataclysmic events in American history, like the, the actual riots of 2020, I would say, have far more outsized impact on the political debate than January 6th. And that's not to downplay the evils of January 6th, which I never have done and never will do. But the fact that Democrats are, are commemorating January 6th as though it was Pearl Harbor or September 11th, it just demonstrates how much they need the narrative. And this, is a, this is a matter of political necessity for them at this point. Here's Jen Psaki announcing that, that Joe Biden plans to commemorate January 6th. If honestly, all they can run on is January 6th, which boils down to essentially three elements. Lack of law enforcement at the Capitol, which we're still trying to get to the bottom of. Donald Trump's actions on that day. Did Donald Trump not not respond to people in the Capitol building and instead let it go on? And Donald Trump's fibs and untruths leading up to January 6th. If those are the three things they're relying upon to shift the election 2022, that's going to be very difficult for them. Because once again, 2022 ain't going to be about election 2020. Donald Trump's activities on January 6th are not going to be the election campaign in 2022. And, and the argument that, uh, about election fraud is also not going to be really the, the main issue of contention in 2022. Democrats have to hold on to that because they've got nothing else. Here was Jen Psaki announcing, well, like, what is that commemoration even going to look like? Joe Biden saying he saved democracy? Nobody believes that. Nobody believes truly that democracy was an existential danger unless you're Ian Milheiser or something. And you've got your head so far up your own ass, it's coming out your face again. Here is, here is Jen Psaki trying to push this anyway. I don't have anything to report to you at this point in time about our plans. I expect we will have more uh, as we get closer to the end of the year. Uh, but, you know, the president to the president, January 6th was uh, one of the darkest days in our democracy. Uh, it was a day that our, our capital, our nation's capital, was under attack. And I think there's no question you'll see us commemorate that day. commemorate that day. I mean, come on, come on. Well, what are you going to commemorate? That the Republicans then certified the election and made Joe Biden the president of the United States? Because that's exactly what happened. And now the reason that they are misdirecting to January 6th is pretty obvious. They need January 6th because their governing strategy has been a complete, total, epic failure. It continues to be an epic failure. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, 
Let's talk about protecting your home. This holiday season, deck the halls, walls, windows, and doors with the best deals of the year on the award-winning Ring Alarm. I'm sure we all know about the Ring video doorbell by now, but did you know that Ring makes an award-winning alarm? Ring Alarm is a powerful, affordable whole home security system you can easily install yourself. So whether you're running across town or across the country this busy season, you and your loved ones can rest easy knowing that your home is protected. And it's more than just security. Ring Alarm protects your home from flood, freeze, and fire as well. Plus, it's way cheaper than those other companies. For what they charge for a month, you can get an entire year of Ring Alarm with professional monitoring. Right now, for the best deals of the year on Ring Alarm, go to ring.com forward slash Ben. As I'm constantly saying about Ring, Ring makes me able to, to keep an eye on my kids. I'm away from home, I'm at the office or something, and I want to know what the squishy baby is doing at any given time. I pop up that Ring app, and suddenly I can see that my squishy baby is attempting to eat a bug in the backyard. That, that, that's a thing that I can do if I, if I so choose. This holiday season, deck the halls, walls, doors, and windows with the best deals of the year on the award-winning Ring Alarm. Go to ring.com forward slash Ben to get a great deal on a Ring Alarm security kit today. That is ring.com forward slash Ben. Go check them out right now. All right, so the reason, of course, that the, the Democrats are focusing in on January 6th is because they suck. And, and I, I, not just on a moral level, they stink at actual governing, right? It, it is very bad, okay? It, right now, the, the Biden team is in such a state of disconnect with the American public. It's quite stunning. So yesterday, for example, Joe Biden announced that Republicans are in for a problem in 2022. Of course, he announced this in his own inimitable way. He cannot speak English anymore. He, uh, I will admit that it is incredible. You know, America is a nation of firsts. We have the first black female vice president. We've had the first black president already. And now we have the first president to whom English is a second language. Here is Joe Biden. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. And we need to stay unified. I want to say, get ready, but we need to stay unified. Get ready, pal. Bow. Who's bow? Get ready, pal. You're going in for a bamboozle Amtrak, Joey, and two gay men kiss on a street corner in Wilmington, Delaware, in 1872. That's the best of America, Joey. Amtrak McFoodlehead. So, so this human uh, who is losing capacity rapidly, like it's, it's weird to watch someone lose capacity. Have you ever seen somebody slip into unconsciousness as they're being anesthetized? It's like watching the president, except it's a little bit slower with Joe Biden. Usually, you know, they, if, if they do it to you, it's like count back from 10. You're like 10, 9, orange. And that, that's, that's Joe Biden except we're watching it happen over the course of like a few years here. Get in the, get in the Joey and, and the, we're going to we'll get ready, Blangadoo. Okay, so um, meanwhile, the good news is that if you, if you love Joe Biden, you might love even more Nancy Pelosi. Uh, you know, a country is on the downhill slide when all of its leaders are dead. And all of our leaders are not with us any longer. Nancy Pelosi is 800 years old. Joe Biden is now challenging Methuselah for oldest living human. Uh, here, is, here is Nancy Pelosi, though, announcing that Joe Biden is perfect. Well, it makes sense she thinks he's perfect because she might be clinically blind at this point. Here we go. Our country could not be more, could not be better served than with this most experienced, capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect. The timing couldn't be better. And Madam Vice President, we're inspired by your work for the people as you continue to be an invaluable partner to President Biden. You're such a valuable partner. We've deployed you to the border of Saskatchewan. And also, Joe Biden, is, he's, a, he's the perfect man. 
because what I consider to be the perfect man is an actual embalmed man who's been dead for a while, but is well-preserved. Yeah, guys, things are going great. Meanwhile, the inflation measures, uh, wholesale prices rose 9.6% in November from one year ago. That is the fastest pace on record. According to the producer price index for final demand, it increased 9.6% over the previous 12 months after rising another 0.8% in November. Economists have been looking for an annual gain of 9.2% according to FactSet. You know, when economists keep being shocked, maybe they're not great at their job. Maybe at a certain point they should start, you know, overestimating. Just go over. Just be like, okay, you know what? I think it's 9.2%. I'm going to ballpark this thing and say it's 9.6 just because I'm, I'm always wrong. Excluding food, energy, and trade services prices rose 0.7% for the month. Putting core PPI at 6.9%, also the largest gain on record. This is exciting stuff. The Labor Department's record keeping for the headline number goes back to November 2010. Those numbers come with headline consumer prices running at their fastest pace in nearly 40 years. Core inflation is at the hottest in about 30 years. Well, the good news is that our geniuses, by, by the way, the, the prices of like actual commodities at the store are insane. According to the Daily Wire, Ben Zeisloff reporting, here are the uh, largest consumer spikes between November 2020 and November 2021. Gas is up 58%. Used vehicles are up 31%. Hotels are up 26%. Meat, poultry, and fish, 13%. Furniture and bedding, 12%. New vehicles, 11%. Domestic services, 10%. Jewelry, 7%. Electricity, 6.5%. Food, 6%. Apparel, 5%. Milk, 4.6%. Fruit and vegetables, 4%. 45% of Americans, according to Gallup, report that recent price increases are causing their families some degree of financial hardship. 10% say that it is a severe hardship affecting their standard of living. Another 35% say the hardship is moderate. 71% of those living in households making less than 40 grand a year say recent price hikes have caused their family financial hardship. Of course, because inflation always hits those with lowest income the hardest. Those are the people who require every dollar. When your dollar doesn't go as far, then um, yeah, it's going to hurt you the most. Meanwhile, the Senate just continues to blow out the spending. So Congress has now approved a measure that would raise the debt ceiling by $2.5 trillion. That's House Democrats on Wednesday. According to the Washington Post, the early morning vote in the House came less than a week after lawmakers struck an unusual bipartisan deal that allowed Democrats to adopt the increase and Republicans to oppose it without putting the country at risk of missing a critical December 15th deadline. The Senate adopted that proposal on Tuesday. The bill now goes to President Biden for his signature, and Joe Biden is celebrating this. He's very, very happy that we have increased the debt ceiling. He says this is about being responsible because, again, the president of the United States is not a sane person any longer. This bill reassure all the economic markets at home and around the world that we're going to continue to pay our debts when they are due. And that's what this is all about. I swear to God, the guy slurs like somebody has pumped morphine through an IV into him. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, like, we're paying our bills and that's what this is all about. We're responsible to Mangadoos. We're responsible citizen like a like a citizen sensations. Now it's gives Who's it? Yeah. Now, quick note on uh, us responsibly paying our bills. So, the other day, I had a big credit card bill. I'm a responsible person. And so what I did is I immediately took out a second credit card to pay for my first credit card, just like a responsible person would do. I love how the notion of government responsibility is. Uh, I already took out this giant, giant loan. And now I'm going to take out a second mortgage on my home. I'll take out like a reverse mortgage to pay for my original mortgage or something. Like, what, what are you talking about? What are you... This is responsible spending, according to the president of the United States, and they continue to push Build Back Better, which is going to cost $5 trillion. CNBC, by the way, 
says there's no sign that the price increases are abating. Here is CNBC yesterday. It's not just the final demand. It's, it's that you still have inflationary pi- uh, pressures in the pipeline here. Uh, intermediate goods, unprocessed goods. So there's no sign that the pipeline of price increases is easing. Okay, so um, yes, that is obviously true. Okay, in a second, we will get to the White House's response to increased prices, because once again, the disconnect between the White House and the American people is great. And no matter how many times they say January 6th, that ain't going to cover the wound. Get to that in a moment. First, for the best premium cigars and cigar accessories, there's only one place you need to go. Famous Smoke Shop. If you're a cigar enthusiast or you need to find a gift for a cigar lover in your life this holiday season, Famous Smoke Shop is the place. So I owe my business partner, Jeremy Boring, a holiday gift. And let me tell you, Christmas is going to come early for him when I buy from Famous Smoke Shop. Famous Smoke Shop has a cigar for every budget and every level of experience from beginner to cigar aficionado. You can choose from over 1,000 different brands from highly rated classics to everyday smokes, including varieties like Arturo Fuente and Monte Cristo. As a family-owned business since 1939, Famous Smoke Shop maintains their 30-day Famous Freshness guarantee on every cigar purchase, so you know your cigars will ship fast and be ready to smoke quality, guaranteed. Jeremy actually already has received an order of cigars from Famous Smoke Shop. He was amazed with how fresh they were when they got to him. The top 25 cigars of the year will be announced soon. These are the best of the best. They will be in enormous demand. You'll be able to find many of these highly rated cigars at Famous Smoke Shop, all at their low everyday prices. So here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Go to famous-smoke.com slash Ben or use code Ben25 and save 25 bucks off your purchase of $100 or more. You can explore their wide range of fresh cigars and accessories by going to Famous dash smoke.com slash Ben. Again, that's famous dash smoke.com slash Ben. Use code Ben 25 for 25 bucks off your purchase of $100 or more. Okay, so the good news is that this administration has a ready explanation for why prices are raging out of control. And no, it's not their own crappy monetary policy. No, it's not their own bad COVID regulations. No, it's not their lockdown ideas or the supply chain shortages that they have helped foment. It's none of those things. It turns out it's greed. Oh, you see, when the prices go up, It's greed. So when your meat costs more at the market, it's because the people who slaughter the cows suddenly got greedy. Like a year ago, they weren't greedy. They were real altruistic then when the prices were super low. Prices are just a reflection of greed. Okay, this particular view of economics is so benighted and bewilderingly stupid as to boggle the mind. Prices are not a reflection of people's greed. Greed is a constant in human nature. In fact, self-interest is a constant in human nature. And self-interest can only be served by providing a product at a price people are willing to pay. If it were just about greed, then meat producers could be charging $1 million a pound. Because after all, they're greedy for lots of money, right? But if the idea is that meat producers are randomly raising their prices out of greed, not reflecting underlying market conditions like labor shortages and supply chain bottlenecks and the inflationary economy created by this administration, you're out of your mind. And greed alone cannot explain price increases because, again, it is a constant in human nature. But here's Jen Psaki trying to, again, the real reason meat prices are going up is because of this administration's garbage policies. But here's Jen Psaki saying that, that it's really because of greed. It's greed. It's greed. The president, the secretary of agriculture have both spoken to what we've seen as the greed of meat conglomerates. That is an area when where people go to the grocery store and they're trying to buy a pound of meat, two pounds of meat, 10 pounds of meat. Um, it is the prices are higher. That is, in his view, uh, and the view of our Secretary of Agriculture, because of, you could call it corporate greed, sure. You could call it uh, jacking up prices uh, uh, during a pandemic. It was greed. It's price gouging. Now, even price gouging, the way the government usually defines it, is not price gouging. Usually price gouging means that a gas station is running out of gas, and so they have to price the gas so as to ensure 
that people still get gas. Okay, when you keep the price low, it artificially stimulates demand. That is what happens with price and supply curves. Okay, but but again, the, the, the Democrats always have a ready explanation for why things are going bad. And it's because people are greedy. They did this with Obamacare too, right? You'd see companies that would increase their prices to compensate for the fact that they now had to pay for Obamacare. And then they would put that on their bills. And you remember the Obama administration in the media being like, how dare they? That just demonstrates how greedy they are. No, it demonstrates that when you artificially boost the prices of things, people have to boost the prices that they charge to the downline consumer. There's a weird pattern I've noticed that crops up when it comes to the understanding of price in the democratic mindset. That, that weird coincidence is that every major industry that is private is bad, but every policy Democrats push is somehow altruistic and good. So, for example, it's not just meat consumers. I mean, it's not just meat producers. It is also the oil companies. Remember when oil spiked? Jen Psaki, this is just a couple of weeks ago, Jen Psaki suggested that the reason that the oil prices were spiking was not because of their crappy policy. It was because of um, the oil executives and their greed, too. It's always greed when it's, when it's people that the administration doesn't like. The price at the pump usually moves alongside uh, the price of refined gas. But recently, as you noted, uh, there's been a split where the price of refined gas is going uh, down, but prices at the pump are going up. Uh, that's exactly why the president sent the letter to the FTC last week, uh, because that's not what we should see as the trend. There shouldn't be price gouging across the country. You shouldn't have oil CEOs bragging out there about the profits that they benefit from when, when prices are high at the gas pump. Okay, so it's all about the greed of the oil executives. However, when it comes to labor and the price of labor, right, which is a commodity, labor is a commodity, and the wages are going up, which means that you're going to drive prices up as well. But when the price of labor goes up, that is not because of the greed of people who are attempting to get back in the labor market, of course. Then it's still the greed of employers. It's still the people who hire. It's because those stupid employers are so greedy that they won't hire people at at wages that that people don't don't actually want to take. And so the wages are going up. So... In other words, the people who create, who demand a particular price for their goods and services are bad, except if they're good. Here's Jen Psaki explaining. We know we've seen labor shortages in some industries. In some industries, that's because they need to have a more competitive package to offer to workers. It's a worker's market right now. We know that. People are looking for more dependable benefits. They're looking for uh, wages that are higher. Uh, And that's something that is incumbent on a lot of industries to meet the moment on. Okay, the reason this administration is failing on economics is because they have a perspective that is not in consonance with reality. It's heads I win, tails you lose. If the price of oil is too high, it's because the producers are really bad. If the price of labor is too high, it's because the laborers are really good and the employers are really bad. No matter what, the producers are really bad. Always, the companies and corporations are really bad and the government's really good. They're really wonderful. And if we have to blow out the national debt in order to promote this idiotic idea, well, nobody's really worried about the national debt. Here was Jen Psaki saying that The national debt is just a lie. No one actually cares about the national debt. Here's the thing about the national debt. No one cares about the national debt until it bites them directly in the ass. The national debt is all fun and games until it turns out that servicing the national debt is eating up a substantial chunk of your budget every single year. And you have to use austerity measures like they've had to use in Europe in order to get your budget back into realignment because there ain't no one left to pay the bills and no one's buying the bonds anymore because there's no promise they will get paid back. But here's Jen Psaki pretending the national debt doesn't matter because, of course, She's a devotee, as as this entire administration, of the idiotic modern monetary theory, which suggests you can just pump money into the economy at record rates and nothing will happen. What do you say to people who say we're just going to be having the same conversation a little bit over a year from now? 
I'm not sure what American person is saying that or is concerned about the debt limit, but maybe there is somebody you've met on the street. I don't know. But I will say that, um, you know, our view, the president's view, is that this has been done in a bipartisan way. The American people shouldn't be worried about whether or not elected officials are doing what they should do and raising the debt limit to make sure we're covering bills that have already been incurred. No, nobody's nobody's worried about the debt limit. Nobody's worried about the national debt. Uh, Okay, so they're not worried about inflation. And if they are, it's because they're dumb. And they're not worried about the national debt. And if they are, it's because they're numb. In fact, it turns out that everybody who's unhappy with this administration is just wrong. How convenient if you're a Democrat. And then when you point this out to them, and well, well, January 6th. Well, 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 January 6th. Meanwhile, by the way, in in all the major cities that are governed by, by blue government members, the economy is stagnating. New York City job growth is completely falling apart. Matthew Hogg and Patrick McGeehan reporting for the New York Times. Since the start of the year, nearly 6 million jobs have been added in the United States. The unemployment rate has plummeted to 4.2%, close to where it stood before the pandemic. But in New York City, the economy appears to be in a rut. After getting 350,000 jobs in the last months of 2020, employment has slowed considerably this year with just 187,000 jobs added since March. The city's unemployment rate is 9.4%. 9.4%. That's more than double the national average. Its decline in recent months was largely caused by people dropping out of the labor force. As the city plunged into its worst financial crisis since the Great Depression, the unemployment rate skyrocketed. In June 2020, it was 20%. Now it's down to about 10%. But New York has added back a little more than half the jobs it lost, according to the state labor department, far less than the rest of the country. The protracted pandemic has shut out tourists, scared off the crush of suburbanites who filled office towers every weekday. Just 8% of office workers were back at work five days a week in early November. Okay, so they're wrecking their own economy. And then the idea is that, what, you're supposed to ignore that because Donald Trump's a bad man who does bad things who's bad? Same thing is happening in Illinois, by the way. According to the Wall Street Journal, Illinois is losing young people while Florida is gaining them. There's a shock. State development specialist Zach Kennedy notes the U.S. population actually grew in the prime working age. Young adult age cohorts, 25 to 29, 30 to 34, 35 to 39. Illinois was among the few states to see a decline in those age cohorts. One reason is many students who leave the state for college don't come back. Only New Jersey lost more college-aged individuals out of state who never returned. One of the reasons for that is because Illinois has huge taxes. Illinois and New Jersey have some of the highest residential property tax rates in the nation. The state is losing children. It's under 18 population has declined by 350,000 over the last decade. Lousy schools are driving away young families. Each Illinois household is on average on the hook for $110,000 in government worker retirement debt. $110,000 for each Illinois household in terms of state debt burden. This is what happens when you run a state like garbage. So this has been go- the good news is that, again, it's all misdirection. You notice that it's all misdirection. Right? When, when they fail, it's about January 6th or, or in California, it's about making a bo- California an abortion sanctuary state to deflect attention from the fact that the governance there is absolutely terrible or that they're doing a full-on mask mandate indoors again in California based on Omicron. In New York, they're attempting to misdirect by suggesting that they go after lawmakers, I mean, after, after gun makers. New York Attorney General Letitia James, she, she was on The View, explaining that, that New York State was going to lead the nation in going after gun makers. Yeah, that's going to fix your economy, Letitia. It sounds great. Gun manufacturers and gun distributors in this country are immunized. 
no liability whatsoever. Uh -huh. They're the only industry that is protected yeah. in this country. And given the carnage, and given the fact that this is the ninth anniversary of Sandy Hook, I am sick and tired of prayers and individuals whose hearts go out to all of those who have lost lives. Mm -hmm. We can do something about it. And what we need to do is hold these gun manufacturers and these gun distributors liable. Okay, but all of that is just a distraction. And then you can woo that up as much as you want, view audience. But Democrats are losing because they are disconnected from the everyday reality of most Americans. Nowhere is that truer than with regard to COVID, where they continue to promulgate the lie that they can shut down COVID when they can't come close to doing so. We'll get to that in just one moment. The delusions are insane. First, Let's talk about the perfect gift for the dude in your life for Christmas. I am talking, of course, about steak. Omaha steak. Yes. This is what every man is waiting for on Christmas. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter code Shapiro in the search bar, save over 50% when you order the perfect gift package today. For $99.99, you'll get the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code Shapiro, it'll not only save over 50%, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship now. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. Don't forget, you'll get eight free burgers when you enter code Shapiro in the search bar. And if you're a new customer ordering for the first time, enter Shapiro at checkout to get 20 bucks off select packages. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword Shapiro. I'm telling you, that deal that they have on that perfect gift package is just spectacular. I mean, you're talking about Four bacon wrapped filet mignons, four boneless chicken breasts, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, four individual scalloped potatoes, four caramel apple tartlets, a jar of signature seasoning, and free eight Omaha Steaks burger. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a deal. Head on over to omahasteaks.com, keyword Shapiro, and make the dude in your life happy for Christmas. Alrighty, we'll get to the insane COVID policies that continue to shut down the nation in just one moment. First, speaking of those, uh, you may have noticed that we here at The Daily Wire have been fighting the vax mandates literally from day one. And we have been asking you to help us out by heading on over to do not comply petition. Do not comply petition.com. The reason is we need as many signatures on that thing as possible. We need, we need everybody to sound off on the fact that they are not going to comply with the vax mandates pushed by this administration and pushed locally as well. I mean, now New York City is trying to expand the vax mandate to kids aged five to 11. This is all insane. We have a goal of reaching a million signatures. We already have 875,000 signatures. We need your help to cross the finish line before year end. So please sign the petition at dailywire.com slash do not comply. Share our petition with all of your friends and family, but send a message so loud the Biden administration cannot ignore us. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So again, Democrats have to rely on something in order to get them out of the state that they are in, but they cannot rely on their own policy because their policies are garbage. And this is particularly true with COVID. They've lost the thread. They've completely lost it. Some of them know this, by the way. There's an entire article in Politico today about how Democratic governors are starting to realize that they've gone too far. According to Politico, the party's defeat last month in Virginia has many Democrats searching for an off-ramp to the pandemic that allows them to sell a brighter future to voters next November. Asked in an interview about his November close call, for example, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, who almost lost to a person who no one knows. I mean, he may have lost to an actual not human being, like to a ghost or something. He attributed it to, quote, a lot of folks who are frustrated is my guess. Murphy said some New Jerseyans feel like government is not connecting with them. They're sick of masks, being told what to do in terms of vaccines, probably not thrilled with what they sense is going on in Washington. They may have lost a job or a business that went bust or a loved one worse yet. Yeah, that yes, that's, that's correct. North Carolina Roy Cooper Governor Roy Cooper said, I think we have to recognize and acknowledge that families have had a tough time over the past two years, both health-wise, whether it is or isn't from COVID, whether it's mental health and economically. 
So Democrats are starting to realize that they have gone way too far on this stuff. But here's the problem. They can't back out of it. There's no way for them to back out of it. They made a promise and the promise was a lie. The promise is they could shut down the virus. Joe Biden literally promised this on Twitter. He said he was going to shut down the virus. That was not ever within the capacity of the government. The government could take a particular concrete action. They could incentivize the creation of vaccines and they could help distribute them. That was all the things they could do. They could not shut down the virus because the government is not God. See, here's the thing. You know, as a religious person, you look back at religious history and you read original biblical text. And what it sounds a lot like is that people in early religious life thought that God was kind of a gumball machine. Right, that if you did what God wanted, the rains would come. That if you did what God wanted, then your crops would grow. That if you did what God wanted, then your wife wouldn't die in childbirth. And then they quickly looked around and they realized pretty quickly that that isn't true. That you could do many of the things you think God wants and bad things will still happen to you. Right? This is what the entire book of Job is about. You can do all the things God wants and bad stuff can still happen to you. And so religious people changed their view of God. That's what the book of Job is about. Religious people realized that there is, in fact, Things that there are things in the universe that you cannot control, because when you say that if you do X, God will respond with Y, what you're really saying is that the entire universe is within your control, not God's control. So religious people rethought how they interacted with God and how they interacted with nature. And they realized you could do all the good things, but there had to be some inherent value to doing the good things beyond the consequences you thought that you would receive on this earth from the divine. Okay, now take that to government. The innate human instinct to control all that is around us means that that religious instinct, if you're not a religious person, and particularly not a sophisticated religious person, can be channeled in other directions. And so when you have people who act like pagan prophets of old, suggesting that if you do X, the government will provide you with Y, if you just wear the mask, if you just lock down long enough, if you keep your kids out of public parks and schools, if you do those things, then the government will save you from COVID. And it turns out government cannot do that. Instead of you doing the same thing religious people did thousands of years ago and realizing that the promise was a lie, and perhaps you should rethink your relationship with the government and what government is capable of doing. Instead of doing that, people have doubled down. They've decided that no, the real answer is that you were not devout enough. If you just scourged yourself, if you whipped yourself, if you made yourself more subservient to government, if you gave up your independence of the heart, then perhaps government would finally bestow upon you all the things that you deserve for having done what government told you to do. The most religious people in American life right now are people on the far left and apparently the moderate left who believe that if they perform acts of obeisance to the government, the government will provide them with everything they could possibly need. And members of the government are more than happy to continue pushing that notion because it means they get to maximize their power. It means they get to keep telling you the lie. But here's the thing. They know it is a lie. They know it is a lie. Right? Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC, she said yesterday, we probably won't shut down the virus. There's no probably. You're not shutting down the virus. But that is not stopping her from promoting policies that are designed at zero COVID, that are aimed at zero COVID. Rochelle Walensky literally said the day before, so yesterday she says we can't shut down the virus. The day before, she's talking about the new Pfizer drug, which if taken within the first three days, reduces hospitalization and death by 90%, and if taken within the first five by 88%. She was talking about that drug, and she said, yes, but it's better if you never get it at all. COVID. Yes, but you can't control that. So they want it both ways. In their more candid moments, they will admit that they have been lying to you for two years about their capacity and what they can do. And then they buy it back. So here she was admitting that the, the reality, which is the government does not have the power to do the things that governments all over the world have been promising their citizens they would do. Here she was on CBS Mornings. 
we're not really going to get an all clear, are we? We just have to face the fact that we're going to have to live with this. True. I, I think that that's probably too, true. But what I would say is we have a lot of control and power to do that as we come together, as we get vaccinated, as we do those prevention things that work to protect one another yeah. and ourselves and our family. We can bring down the amount of disease in this country and get much faster to that place. Okay, I, I don't know what she's talking about in terms of, quote unquote, bringing down the amount of disease in the country. One of the things we know about Omicron is that a lot of people who are vaccinated are getting infected. In fact, according to Axios, everything points to a large wave. A large wave is coming. A senior Biden official told Axios it will be fast. It won't be as severe, but there will be plenty of hospitalizations. Actually, Omicron is far less severe than Delta. According to the South African analysis by Discovery Health, the risk of hospital admission among adults diagnosed with Omicron is 29% lower than it was during South Africa's first wave of infections in 2020. The researchers adjusted their calculations by VAC status. During the current Omicron wave, by the way, the two-dose regimen of vaccine was still 70% effective against severe disease requiring hospitalization. It found that two doses of Pfizer are 33% effective against infection, but who cares about the levels of infection? You care mostly about severe disease, right? Okay, so here's the bottom line. We should all be back to normal. We should get vaccinated, get back to normal, or don't get vaccinated, live your life, and then pay the consequences. Right, these are... This is the reality. And by the way, Omicron is not killing people. Okay, Omicron on a broad level has killed, as far as we know so far, on planet Earth, on the entire planet, filled with trillions, with billions and billions of human beings on this entire planet. The grand total number of people who have died of Omicron, documentedly, one. One. Okay, that is, that is according to the UK, one person has now died of Omicron. Okay, which means, once again, Ted Kennedy has killed as many people as Omicron. Okay, that, that is, and yet everybody's shutting down because they have to maintain the religious illusion that if you do what they say, they can fix all of your problems. And so, for example, and they're lying to you, by the way, the White House canceled a lavish Christmas party because of Omicron. According to the UK Daily Mail, Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will host holiday open houses instead of cocktail parties for the holiday season so visitors can see the decorations in the White House in a COVID-friendly way. Joe Biden's spokesman, Michael LaRosa, said, anyone who knows the Bidens knows how much they enjoy hosting and celebrating the holidays. In the coming days, we'll host a, num a limited number of holiday open houses, inviting guests to see the Christmas decorations in person. It is disappointing. We cannot host as many people as the Bidens would like to. But as we have done since day one of the Biden administration, we will continue to implement strong COVID protocols developed in consultation with our public health advisors. By the way, Joe Biden went to a big holiday party yesterday, literally yesterday. Uh, so yeah, it... it it only applies to you. Meanwhile, in Cornell, Cornell is even more insane. Folks, what does everyone do when shopping online? Well, you jump to the reviews and you see what customers actually think. Well, Bull and Branch did the hard work for you. In a recent customer survey, 96% said Bull and Branch sheets get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth. Buttery to the touch, super breathable. Bull and Branch sheets are perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Their luxurious signature hem sheets were made without pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. They really do get softer with every single wash. Best of all, Bull and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're not going to want to return them. We love our Bull & Branch product. In fact, when I'm on the road, I actually travel with their cable knit throw blanket. It is that good. Their product is just awesome. After a long day, nothing feels better than a restful night's sleep in the softest, most luxurious sheets. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bull & Branch. Get 15% off your very first order when you use code BEN at bullandbranch.com. That's Bull & Branch, spelled B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code BEN. Exclusions apply. See site for details, bullandbranch.com. So over at Cornell, 
Cornell does have a vax mandate. In order to attend campus, you have to be vaccinated. They are shutting down the entire campus and declaring code red. Okay, this is crazy. They're declaring code red over a virus that is not killing young people on a campus that is entirely vaccinated. Because the religious illusion must be maintained. If only, if only you performed animal sacrifices, then perhaps COVID would leave you alone. By the way, a lot of this is tied to how the media began to cover COVID last year, which was that it was some sort of global scourge as a response to Trump. That it was Trump's fault. Trump created it. Trump was, it was the Trump virus, according to people on the left. And so now they can't disconnect from that narrative. Because the narrative last year was it was Trump's fault if anybody died from COVID. Well, they can't allow that it's Biden's fault if anybody died from COVID. So that means that COVID is actually a moral virus. It only strikes you if you are evil. If you're a Black Lives Matter protester spitting on other people twerking in the streets for George Floyd, you're fine. If, however, you're a person who bucks the conventional wisdom and you decide to take your kid to a public park and then you get COVID, it's because you're bad. Even if you're entirely vaccinated, if you oppose vax mandates and you get COVID, it's because COVID was punishing you. COVID is a, is a pagan god at this point. According to the Ithaca Voice, the Tompkins County Health Department reported four more deaths reported on Monday, December 13th, bringing the local death toll from COVID-19 to 45 people. But the four deaths were all of older adults. None of them were from Cornell. Three of the deaths occurred in local nursing homes. But doesn't matter. Cornell has now closed many of its campus buildings to students after finding evidence of Omicron. Faculty and staff are still allowed to enter offices and work locations. But the school moved its alert level to red, signaling a high risk of spread among the school community. They've completely lost the thread. The NFL, by the way, is now mandating boosters for coaches and staff after a record number of players tested positive for COVID. Okay, those boosters, again, we're talking about for 25-year-old, really, really in-shape dudes. That's what we're talking about right now. And the data show that the original two-dose is, is good enough to protect you against hospitalization and death. But now the NFL is mandating boosters. Yeah, but the good news is that the head of the NIH, who is all about the science, uh, he sings songs about it. So this is exciting. Somewhere past the pandemic, masks will come off. No more need for a nose swab every time we cough. That's the head of your NIH, gang. All science. All the time, all the time. We have religious rituals. We have hymns now. We have saints like Dr. Anthony Fauci, the sainted and glorious votive candle, Dr. Anthony Fauci. If you worship hard enough, then the skies will open and the rain will fall. If you draw a circle around yourself, like Honey the Circle Maker in the Talmud, and you just stand there praying to the gods of COVID, COVID will be alleviated. But if you step outside that circle, COVID will smack you so hard, it'll make your head spin. Okay, this sort of mentality is not going to lead to any sort of recovery in the United States. It is just going to lead to continued downturns. And that's what you've seen in blue areas. And when you cut yourself off at the knees because you are disconnected from reality, economically, in terms of pandemics, in terms of anything, reality is going to hit you. Reality will clock you across the face. And so the only excuse you are left with is just yelling about how bad your opponents are. And that's what Democrats have been left with, which is why Joe Biden is going to be doing some sort of commemoration of January 6th. When in reality, I thought we elected him to, you know, be the president of the United States, not to be the guy who just spends all day eating oatmeal, watching Matlock, and then talking about a thing that happened a year ago, in part caused by a president who, uh, who is no longer in office. All righty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. 
In the meantime, go check out dailywire.com slash do not comply. Please sign our petition against the vaccine mandates. We are approaching 1 million signatures. We need your help. We'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. Coming up soon is the Matt Walsh Show airing at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out over at dailywire.com. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Post producer, Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Today on the Matt Wall Show, if you were expecting the media to back away from race hoaxes and shame after the Jussie Smollett verdict, think again. Yesterday, ESPN tried to resurrect the Bubba Wallace noose fable. Also, is Amazon to blame for the workers who died when a tornado hit their factory on Saturday? And uh, you've heard about the male swimmer crushing the female competition at the college level. Today, we'll actually watch one of those races to see for ourselves what a farce it all is. Plus, the head of the NIH breaks into song during a press conference and in the daily cancellation. We'll deal with the controversy surrounding comments that Ben Shapiro's sister made about Madonna. Am I going to cancel a member of the Shapiro family today? We'll talk about that and much more on Matt Walsh Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Let's say you were a stormtrooper and you were enjoying a nice meal of roasted Ewok in the Death Star mess hall. Well, all of a sudden you hear the voice of Alec Guinness saying, use the force, Luke. The next thing you know, the entire place is going up in flames around you. And it's at this moment you really wished you had life insurance. Make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. Start shopping right now with Policy Genius. Find the right policy and protect your family. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies and find your lowest price. Luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts. Well, they're on hand to help talk you through it. No added fees. Your personal information remains private. It's super satisfying to check life insurance off that to-do list. A good life insurance plan can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, God forbid, your family will be able to cover mortgage payments, college costs, or other expenses. Life insurance through your workplace might not offer enough protection for your family's needs. It's not going to follow you if you leave your job. Head on over to policygenius.com right now. Save time and money. Give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click that link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Hey, 